Pacific Current. I'm Jenica K. And this is Andrew T. We're pleased to have with us today Tolua, the founder of the new magazine Lady Pacifica. Welcome to the show, Tolua. Tala Falava, thank you. Uh, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, about your magazine? Uh, so Lady Pacifica is, um, our mission is to highlight Pacific Island women in our community locally, nationally, and even globally if we can. Awesome. We just got our first issue. Uh, on the cover is Andrea Tupola. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you want to talk a little bit about the selection process, how you guys found mm -hmm. her? So when we decided to actually launch it, we were trying to think of a woman that, you know, of course, local for our first issue, because yeah. um, we were like, okay, mm -hmm. we can't fly out and grab someone. but. But we were thinking about someone who could, uh, just her presence alone, really impact people who knew about her, maybe know about her, and would mm -hmm. want to know about her. Mm -hmm. And so it just happened to me. I was on Facebook, and I followed her on Facebook. Oh, okay. And I saw her discussing an issue with one of the bills in the house. And that was just like, that should be our girl. You know, mm -hmm. she's not afraid to talk about things. She's very, she's an open book. And that's even, even when we interviewed her, I asked her too, like, was there any topics? And she was, no. Nope. Ask me anything. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, and she's, she's really um, very social media savvy. She's yeah. in touch with her followers and her community. And so I was like, you know, it would be amazing if we could get Representative Tupola on our first cover. And so, you know, when thinking about that, I was trying to think of how am I going to even ask her to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I literally just Facebook messaged her page. <laughs> and I said, hey, you know, Representative Tupola, I'm Tolua, blah, 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 about Lady Pacifica, our vision and our mission. And then someone messaged me back. I wasn't sure if it was her, but she said, oh, you know, could you give us your phone number, contact yeah. info, and we'll... So I said, okay, and that was, that was probably like the beginning of December, I think. And then I swear, like maybe two weeks later, it was before Christmas, I was on my way to pick my sister up to go somewhere, and she called me herself. Oh. And I was looking at the number, I was like, what was number is this? And she introduced herself, and I was like... <gasps> I was like trying, I was driving. She goes, oh, you know, I'd love to, I, I would love to be your first cover girl and do the, the do the profile. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I didn't have a photographer at that time. I didn't know where we were going to do this, but I was just like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Like we got our cover girl. Now we really like, you know, at first I was like, do I really want to do this? When she signed on, I was like, okay, I really got to do this. Now you got to do this. Yeah. I really got to do this because I can't back down from Representative Tupola. So I picked up my sister and I told her, oh my goodness, you're not going to believe who called me. And I was like, Representative Tupola said yes. And we we're like, after we celebrated for like 10 seconds, we were like, what are we going to do? <laughs> so we don't have a photographer. We don't know where we're going to do this. And that's how, but that's how we were thinking about who would impact our cover so much just by her presence. Mm. And I think she fits the bill perfectly. Yeah, she was an amazing profile, an amazing person to speak with and just get her knowledge and her, her history and her background. It was very inspiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. So her brother is is my classmate, and then oh, her other brother is, is my Jenica's classmate. Oh my yes. goodness! We've grown up with uh, their so family. Kind of with oh my yeah. goodness! Well, just a good family. Yes, all around. Yeah, I've known her brother family. for almost maybe. So Crichton, mm. uh, we were in a band together. Oh, really? <laughs> a funk band. Yes. <laughs> with his, with his dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> okay, so before oh my gosh, this is gonna take forever. But mm. I used to be uh, I used to do a lot of music in the local music scene, like hip hop underground, and I used to play oh, guitar, cool. acoustic soul and stuff and that's how i met Crichton. and Crichton and i we 
formed a band with other friends of ours called um, Rocket Powered Cadillac. RPC, <laughs> they're back to the funk age, and it was so weird because when I I never knew Andrea before then, and then mm. when I started following Andrea a year before we sat down and did this, mm. um, I remember like looking at her and being like, she looks like somebody I know, and then I saw her last her maiden last time and I was like, oh my goodness, that's Christ's <laughs> sister. That is, it was such a small, it's such a small world, but mm. it really, I and that's another reason why I believe like this is meant to be. Because it oh, was yeah. just, you know, I mean, that's why he helped us out with the, the event. Oh, yeah. You know, he talked us into doing the launch because I wasn't going to do it. I was like, you know, we're really? just going to issue the, the magazine. Yeah. And because I was like, I don't have any money. I don't really know what I'm going to do. And he was like, Tolua, you have to do a launch. Like, mm. you have to celebrate this huge deal. Yeah. And I was like, okay. But he he talked me into it. But it's just a small world. Yeah, I've known Crichton for almost seven years. And then who would have not? who would have thought that his sister... You know, would say yes to letting us put her on our first issue and interview her and profile her for our first issue. So it was pretty crazy. <laughs> That's so awesome. How did the whole idea for the magazine start for you? I got my bachelor's in English and my mm. whole intent was to be a writer. And uh, I'd always loved magazines growing up. And I thought, you know, there's a gap in the scene for us. You know, mm. I was imagined having our own magazine and seeing Pacific Island women on our, on our own covers and in the magazine and writing the magazine, you mm-hmm. know, for us. And I was like, you know, we could do the same thing, you know, but it's just no one's really done it at that time, you know. And so the idea came, but I was too scared to do it. And mm. I didn't, I was like, I don't know. And, you know, back then technology was so much more different. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to put a magazine together. And I don't know anybody and I don't know any photographers. So it just sat on the shelf for 12 years. And um, a year ago, I got involved with a couple of friends of mine, um, Josiah Correa. He's the CEO of Tyrell's Angels. He works very closely with Puuhonua Wainai. And um, a friend of mine, um, Henry Sataraka, he runs Lelenga Oainga. And so I got really involved in both of their organizations. Mm. And it's because I wanted to help. And that kind of gave me a good preview of what it would look like to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my friend Henry and Josiah, Josiah is in the Navy right now, but he's going to get out in mm. J- June, I think, because he wants to pursue this full time. Mm-hmm. And he's been running Tyrell's Angels for like eight years before this, wow. before he really took off. So I was like, you know, I could possibly do this. So Lady Pacifica was Polly Lady. That was the mm-hmm. first name I came up with mm-hmm. um, 10 years ago. But in Hawaii, you know, our our community expanded to Micronesians and yes, Indonesians. That's so, true. so I was like, I can't just do polys. I said mm-hmm. our community is so massive now, and I want to include everybody. Yeah. My thing is, I want everyone to feel they belong and they can be highlighted and their stories told. So, mm-hmm. um, I was brainstorming with a friend of mine, and we came up with. I said, I we still want to keep it female based. So I want people to know as soon as they hear it that it's a female based organization or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So we came up with Lady Pacifica. And at that time, I was asked by another mainland um, podcast to come on and talk about Lady Pacifica. But at that time, I thought it was a nonprofit. Like, that was my whole idea. Mm-hmm. And then my other half was like, well, if you talk to them, do you know what you're going to say? And I was like, mm, I think so. He's like, no, you got to know. So that when people hear Lady Pacifica, they're not like... I think it's an organization. I think it's this. I think it's that. So he told me, I thought you were talking about a a magazine this whole time. And Mm. I never brought up the magazine thing to my other half. Um, I just let it sit on a shelf for years. And I never threw away any of my old documents because I just never could bring myself to do that. And so when he said that and another friend of mine said, oh, I thought Lady Pacifica was a magazine. Mm. And then I was like, oh, you know what? 
I think it is. It is the magazine that I dreamt of for 12 years, and that's how we decided to do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. And here she is. <laughs> <laughs> 12 years later. 12 years. Wow. wow, in the making. Yeah. How does it feel to have the first issue oh, out? Oh, it feels very gratifying. And it's, it's like, I don't know, it still hasn't really, I mean, it's hit me, but just seeing it and feeling it for the first time was probably the most emotional thing for me because mm. I didn't think and after many long nights of working on it <laughs> I was sick of looking at it you know it's very gratifying and it really made me believe that I could do this you know like wow I didn't think I could and 12 years later you grow you mature mm. your confidence is so much stronger you know I was like wow I could actually do this so you know, it's very gratifying, and I'm very, very proud of it. <laughs> Congratulations. It's well, so awesome. You. And this is only the beginning, for sure. <sighs> thank you. That's a reminder. That's all right. <laughs> no. Myself and my wife, we got to attend the event. It was an mm. awesome event. We got to meet your team. Yes. Uh, could you talk a little bit about your team, mm-hmm. some of the roles that they've played, and how they've helped you? Okay, so Josiah included from Tyrell's Angels. The only person on our team that's not from our church is my oh, cousin Roque oh, okay. and Eddie, the oh, yeah. our token, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our creative director. But the rest of us, um, Letava, Stacy, my sister, myself, and Josiah from Tyrell's Angels, we all went to the same church growing up, and where we still go, Yoselamafo. <clears throat> and so we came up with the Misfits because we were. I don't want to say this in a, but we were like kind of different from a lot of the kids around us. So, mm-hmm. you know, myself and my sister, we were military kids and we grew up here in the islands, but you know, our, the way we spoke was different from a lot of our church members and they used to tease us about it. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't know how to be anything else. Like, yeah. this is who this I is am, who I you am. know? And we always got teased for it. And my friends also, so Stacy's also a military brat. Mm-hmm. And Saya was always kind of, he always felt like he was kind of different from everybody. So we formed this group called the Misfits. And um, that's how, so I've grown up with these guys. I literally have watched them grow because I'm the oldest out of all of them. And I've literally watched them grow from little kids to adults. And that's why when I decided to do Lady Pacifica, I was like, who could I trust and reach out to and would feel the same passion that I felt with Lady Pacifica? And so I asked them, and that's how we formed our team. So Eddie was my former boss. Mm-hmm. I used to work at the uh, Honolulu Passport Agency for like mm-hmm. seven years. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Eddie, when he was my former boss. <laughs> and as a former boss, we became good friends. And I knew that's why I brought him on, because I knew I could trust him. Mm-hmm. He has the corporate experience that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know he could be, he would be honest about things. And I wanted an outside perspective. You know, I mm-hmm. said, you know, it's great that we all, we all have that Pacific Island mindset. Mm-hmm. But it's good to also have someone from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, not female as well you know who could be real and honest about you know let's try this instead you know and Roque is my cousin he mm. just happens to be a professional photographer so when I got Andrea I was like who am I gonna get that I can <laughs> and that could rely on yeah. so I texted him I was like hey cuz you know I I if I don't know if you're free on this day but I just need a photographer I told him like he doesn't have to stay on like I yeah. just I'll pay you <laughs> and he was like oh you know I'll help you out you don't have to pay me so he came for the photo shoot he was perfect and so from the interview with andrea we went straight to the polynesian football hall of fame banquet so he signed off he signed on to help us with andrea and that and i told him like i know you're because he has a full-time job too so he's doing the photography thing he's doing he has a full-time job so i was telling him like 
I am not expecting you to stay on. I, you know, I, if you want to come, you can. And he stayed on with us. I'm so very grateful because, you know, he has so much more experience. He knows how to, you know, handle things that I would be like, oh, the camera broke or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. You know, so I'm so grateful because I didn't expect him to. And I didn't want him to feel obligated because we're family. Mm-hmm. You know, Pacific Islanders like, oh, you're my family. So you got, you know, I told yeah. him, I don't want you to feel used. I don't want you to feel like you're obligated to stay on. I said, I'm grateful, but I don't want you to feel like you have to do this. But he stayed on with us and... You know, over it's like I'll text him like, "Hey, Rocky, you know we're going to go here. If you want to come, hang out with us, take pictures. You're welcome to come." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So he would show up, do his thing, and then eventually we just kept kind of like Rocky would come along with us. And then I said, I asked him like, "Do you want me to? Would you mind if I introduced you to the the, the readers? Because you're a big mm-hmm. part of Lady Pacifica, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. whether you're official or not." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So. That was like a huge deal because he's super private. He's super private. He doesn't really like to... I mean, look at his introduction in the magazine. <laughs> I texted him. I was like, you know, everyone's writing a little something. Do you want to introduce yourself? And he was like, oh, I just write, I love peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got his own page. Right, like, you know, I told you... I, he was telling my brother, like, I told your sister not to do that. And then she gives her my own page. <laughs> But you know what? I'm so grateful because man, that really helped so much with what we're doing. And I didn't, I don't know anybody as far as I mean now. But it's just I, that's another that's another event where I'm like things are just meant to be. Just these little mm-hmm. things, and um, you know, Roki is like closely related to what me Roki and I are very closely related on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. But we didn't grow up together. You know, he grew up in Samoa. I grew up here. Oh. And we met each other maybe a couple years ago because uh, my mom found him. I don't know how she found him. And then we kind of lost touch. And I always followed his page. And I always mm-hmm. liked his photos. Mm-hmm. And that's and now it's like, it's so crazy. You know, we're working on this very, very um, important publication, you know. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I'm so very honored that he stayed on with us and that he feels like it's important so I was really proud to give it to him and to show him what he's doing and showcase his work in this kind of in this way so I'm very very grateful because he's super private he's super mm-hmm. private and you never can really tell him like is he happy you know <laughs> <laughs> so the fact yeah. that he's on it and he's like super happy to be there I'm like you know it's just a testament to what we're doing I think and um, that's what I keep in mind is my team. Mm-hmm. Always keeping my mind, um, keeping my team in mind. You know, whatever we do, I always want to try to show them that I appreciate what they're doing because I can't pay them yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told them that I, when they signed on, I'm like, I'm telling you now, I can barely pay myself. I'm, I'm, I'm like living off of my full time job. This is not, you know, and that's the thing is like, it's not for money. And right. I told them, you know, our mission is so important that. You know, we're and everything we do, I always try to remember we're doing it out of service to our people. As then things will happen. The mm-hmm. ben, the blessings will come. Mm-hmm. So we but we have to remember that's our core. You know, we, we there's a we notice there's a there's something missing in this platform. So how about we fill that gap and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. You know, so with Roke coming on and my team just like completely jumping in hundred and ten percent like me it really makes my job so much easier because mm. I couldn't do it by myself. No matter how stubborn I am and, <laughs> you know, I think I can do it all, but I can't, you know, and it's humbling, you know, mm-hmm. for me. I think I can do everything by myself, you know, because I'm such a control freak and a perfectionist and that's from my dad. <laughs> but it really humbled me, like, mm. man, I can't do it all. And I'm so grateful because as much work as I put into it, these pages are filled with their work. Yeah. 
So I'm very honored and proud to be able to have them on that with me. Yeah. So, you know, so that's my team. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. It's relatable for a lot of entrepreneurs that are starting out that mm. they just want to hold on to the reins, right, you know, so right. tight because they have this vision yes. and they understand it the most. And when you start to let go a little bit and put that trust mm-hmm. um, and start to realize that there's other people that share the same vision as right. you, it kind of relieves that load yes. a little. <laughs> I think the launch was like the perfect example. <laughs> I was like, why did I think I could be in like 30 places at once? I was like, oh my goodness, but thank goodness, man, because I didn't even have to tell them it was just like they just jumped right in mm-hmm. no questions after like mm-hmm. okay we'll do the sign in and we'll do the magazines will you go yeah. do that and you and it was so such a blessing mm-hmm. that i knew that i could trust them you know i didn't have to tell them anything rookie's already taking pictures he's already setting up i'm like oh, thank goodness you know it's it makes it a lot easier but it's true like letting go of that mm-hmm. reign of control is really hard even for me like, even now there's things that i'm like no I don't want anyone else to do that. That's my job. You know, Roki is like, you know, I can help you close with the layout. Because, you know, when I was telling him, I was going back and forth with the printing company. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Tolua, you got to do this more. Or the pictures mm-hmm. are too blurry, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, you know, he was telling me the day after, like, I could help you with the layout. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. But I'm gonna, so I'm like, you know what? I have to do more to promote the magazine mm-hmm. and make those connections. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to relieve some of that responsibility from myself even the writing because i mm-hmm. love writing mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. um but you know my dad was like lua you know you gotta let other people write or you gotta let other people look at it and i was like mm-hmm. okay dad i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna stop you know so i can focus on making the mag helping the magazine grow you know and making those connections so it is hard it really is and it's like your baby like letting you're trusting other people with your child like mm-hmm. you know but I know it's in good hands. So mm-hmm. I trust my team. I trust their vision and what they want for the magazine as well. So I have to learn to humble myself and be like, okay. <laughs> Let go. Let go. Yeah. Take the wheel. Right. Right. Yeah. Just don't kill us, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you've had the opportunity to interview a lot of different people and mm. talk story. And, uh, how are you able to reach out to these people that... <laughs> Maybe maybe their family, you know, but... Oh, well, so with Andrea too, I didn't ask Crichton. I literally did went, it myself. Yeah, because yeah, the thing is, you know, and that's another thing too, is like Pacific Islands, like, oh, you know, um, if it wasn't for this person. And I was like, you know, let's introduce the magazine right off the bat. You know, let's mm-hmm. not do this. And I don't want people to feel uncomfortable about, oh, mm-hmm. just because you're my friend and you're mm-hmm. asking me, then I'll mm-hmm. do this favor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to introduce the magazine and our mission. And if mm-hmm. you take it, okay. Mm-hmm. So literally, like the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, I I didn't even really, I didn't even know that existed until Andrea oh. brought it up. <laughs> oh, like, Andrea, that's how you yes, guys got in? Yeah. No, actually, so she told me, okay, this day I can, I'll leave open for you, but I have to go to an event after. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, it's the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. Have you heard of it? And I was like, no. Oh. And so I was telling her, I was telling her like, oh, do you think that we can possibly go? And she goes, oh, I'll try to talk to someone. But oh. me being so freaking like control freak, I freaking emailed the guy the next day. <laughs> I went on the way, and I didn't want Andrea to feel obligated as well. I hate do doing that to yeah, people. Yeah, I hate yeah. making them feel like, oh, I made a promise and not, yeah. or I, you know, I'm gonna yeah. try but so I went on the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame I googled it and I was like 
holy moly this, this is like going thing. on for like five <laughs> to six big. years it's big then. right because i you know and that's the thing my brother played football my other half loves football and i like football too but i'm not like this you know that's why this oh my gosh the story behind it is so funny but i emailed the guy phil had to uh, I guess he's their media guy so I emailed him I told him who we are and he emails me back he's like oh that sounds like a good idea but but I told him like we're not going to publish this till like April or March and he goes oh well the event's in January how are you going to do this oh well, we're only quarterly you know it's it's literally labor of love yeah. and he's like okay I'll give you guys media passes so we got there that we went to Andrea's interview yeah. literally sped it down to Waikiki and our passes were there and it was so funny because it was oh, me and my so sister cool. and we're okay. <laughs> it was so and we're like I have no idea what's gonna happen. I have, but it was so interesting to go and work, yeah, and just be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have featured um, Kimo and yes. DeForest Buckner. I will never forget DeForest Buckner now because we didn't He's know who huge. he was. Yes, yeah. and we thought he was because they had high school students, college yeah. students, and pros. Yeah. And you know, I'm not so I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. Okay. I don't know 49ers. Oh, 49ers. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said Jesse Sapolu, please forgive me but you know I was like I don't really know the new 49er players you know Colin Kaepernick was like the big highlight right because what was going on so when we saw DeForest Buckner we seen him with lays on and people were just coming up to taking pictures and we're like Maybe he's a college student because he looks so young, right? <laughs> so me and my sister go up. We finally get the courage to go up and talk to him, and we're like, "Oh, we're from Lady Pacifica, blah blah blah." So what college do you play for? <laughs> oh no! And he just looked at us and he was like, "Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually an NFL player." And we're like, <laughs> and I was like stumbling for words because I was so embarrassed and I felt bad for him like he was probably like oh, these dumb girls <laughs> they don't even do their research <laughs> so my sister was like okay so I was like um um oh well we're from <laughs> my sister was like okay so that's when Vi has to step in and like Tulua, get your stuff together yeah she's like okay we're a female magazine we're trying to do this and that and he was like oh okay and he's like yeah i play for the 49ers and that's how we met deforest buckner and i will never forget him i will never forget him now yeah and he was so sweet and so nice and so humble he was taking pictures with everybody anybody Mm. that came up to him he was like yeah sure taking pictures talking story so that was such a good opening for us because you know, we're not, I, I didn't grow up in a family of athletes. You know, my brothers mm. played football in high school, but we weren't like, and so you get this stereotype of athletes, especially football players, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So it was so nice to see them in their element outside of football, yeah. where they're talking to fans, they're talking to the media, taking pictures, and they're being honored for their community service and their yeah. what they do on the field, but also what they do off the field. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was such a good story because I literally learned about Polynesian Football Hall of Fame program just because we went and just, yeah. you know, wanted to learn more about it. So next year, you know, we've been offered to do the, to cover the entire Oh, nice. Thing. I'm like, okay, oh my gosh. Let me know be... if you need some study guides. Oh, yeah. I, can, oh, I can tell you who no. all those yeah, are. The Pacific Current is going to be there because they get lots Andrew of will be there. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was just filled with legends yeah, and yeah, current yeah. players. I was just mm-hmm. like, holy moly. It was super cool to be in the same room with, with, with them. Yeah, and uh, it just didn't make anybody feel like, oh, we're untouchable. They were yeah, really yeah, approachable. Very, very, very humble. You know, seeing Jesse Sapolo, I was like, <laughs> you know, like you hear him, you hear about him, you see pictures, you see uh, video footage, and then you see him. You're just like, 
Wow, it's amazing. And the fact that they put this together mm-hmm. to honor other Polynesian football athletes is amazing. So like it's worth putting in the magazine, especially like a lot of people like me who didn't know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it, our little magazine will, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know about the Polynesian Football Health, but I learned about it in Lady yeah. Pacifica. So. <laughs> this little magazine, you know. But it was a learning experience, yeah. definitely. And um Maisie Rika was another oh, Maisie Rika. Yeah, yeah, it was. Her. I saw that they were coming at the end of January, and it was like I think early January. And I reached out to them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I reached out to them on Facebook, explained who we are, mm-hmm. and her husband got back to us. Mm-hmm. And so he asked me to email him. I emailed him, and from there he set up all the communication with us. He got us the seats to the show, just mm-hmm. to, to watch Atero's finest. And they let us all in, which I was so grateful. Because, you know, it's like, I want to go on, but I want to bring my team. Mm -hmm. Especially, I can't pay them. I'm like, Mm -hmm. but they invited, they let us all come in. And we were so close. We were literally like five rows away from the stage. Oh, wow. And then we got our own sit-down interview with Maisie. Nobody else was there. It was just us. And they did like an hour um, meet and greet with people who came to the show for free. Mm -hmm. So we had to, we waited. But man, she still sat down with us and made us feel like we weren't bothering her. Mm -hmm. After an hour of standing outside with everybody taking her, she still sat down and gave us such a great interview. So we're so grateful. Like all of this, literally almost everyone in that magazine was literally just emailing people. We didn't know them. We didn't. It was just like taking a chance, explaining who we are and who I was. And, and I didn't have anything to show them. You know, I was like, I don't have any proofs. I don't, you know, I could be a freaking crazy person. You know, writing you. They don't know what I look like. They don't yeah. know what I sound like. It's all through written communication, which I'm so grateful for. But, you know, they took that chance on us. And that's why we were able to put this together, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's Su'a. Um, you know, we met him in the summer. We were all in this Anganu'u class, which was a... Oh, I did want to hear about that. Yes, yeah. Okay. So um, this Anganu'u class came from New Zealand. And yeah. what, they were trying, what, he's, what they're trying to do is bring back the beauty of the mm-hmm. Samoan culture to a lot of the, you know, the first generation kids that are out, growing up out of Samoa. Mm-hmm. And really trying to... Because I, I grew up knowing how to do fe'aos and knowing mm. what these things are, but understanding why, mm. it was more of a burden. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I don't want, you know. But Amanu'u really helped us understand um, what that's, how, how these traditions came to be and how important it is to reconnect with our Amanu'u. So mm. for me, that was another big part of Lady Pasifika's growing up as a Samoan woman who loves her who loves her culture but can't speak Samoan, mm. um, can only relate so far and then feeling like I'm not Samoan enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I love it and I thought mm-hmm. I grew up pretty traditional in my household because my mm-hmm. dad was super strict. Like, yeah. you know, and I thought I was Samoan and then I meet other Samoans who make me feel like I'm not, you know? Mm. So that was another big reason why I wanted to do Poly Lady at mm-hmm. that time. And I was like, you know, I don't like that I feel that way and I know there's other girls out there. So that's why Polly Lady even came to I even started that mm-hmm. idea was to bring everyone together. Mm-hmm. And so this Anganu'u program came from New Zealand to do that exactly was to bring mm-hmm. Samoans together. 
and not and either people who are not Salwan could join too if they wanted mm-hmm. to learn more. But it's really getting down to the bare root of the culture, uh, why it's important, and then also a big part of it was forgiving our parents for not showing and teaching us. Right, <laughs> that was a big thing. You know, like people were crying. Like I cried so much. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so because you know we grew up kind of resentful in a way. Mm-hmm. Like why didn't you teach me how to speak Salwan? Why didn't you teach me blah blah blah? Right, and the traditional. Right. So many times. Because when you meet your relatives or your family members that know how to do the sua, they mm-hmm. know how to do the fe'aos, and you feel like you're that plastic, you know, mm-hmm. you're that westernized, but you don't mm-hmm. mean to be, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us were too scared to learn it because it's in an environment that's a little uh, difficult because everyone's just kind of yelling at you. So Anganu helped us learn those things in a safe environment. So we mm-hmm. learned about the traditional, some of the customs we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we all had to do like a like a performance. at the, So it's a, it was a one-week class. And at the end of the week, you had to memorize either a speech that was in our workbooks. So oh, like wow. sometimes, like some of the guys, they would do the... Um, calling to the table like the traditional way where you're sitting on the ground and you're telling your guests like your food is ready but Mm -hmm. you're doing it in that chief you know that language right and there was another one where you're talking about the tonga the the ia tongas that are coming the pongas that are coming down and when they taught it when they're talking about i was like you know i always saw women on the side shouting these things out as the ia is being presented but i didn't understand what what that was right i just thought "Mm," you know but now that i understood it it was so much more meaningful (laughs) so a lot of us thought of the girl and that's a female thing the females Mm -hmm. do that i don't Mm -hmm. know why but um so you know that class that's how i met sua because sua got his title from the suluafes in upolu Okay. Um, petelo sua petelo sua pika and he does a lot of the the malus and the the peas mm. and so sua is he, sua suluape aisea is tongan oh. but he learned more about the tongan tatao from yeah. petelo sua mm. petelo who is pika's dad and he's like the koya inga like he's the grandmaster of yeah. the so we met Sua in that program because he wanted to learn. Because he got bestowed that title, mm-hmm. he felt he should learn more about the Samoan culture because mm-hmm. he has that title. Yeah. So he took that class as a student with all of us, not knowing how crazy, like, popular Sua's Aisea is. We're like, this man is, like, really popular. He's, like, he's almost like a local celebrity. And yeah. here he is, a student just like us, mm-hmm. learning from the bottom and learning to serve our community and that's really where the root of our mission came from is like always remembering like service is the core service is the core popularity is great money is great but when we put service at the core man amazing things happen so with sua you know we we had talked about doing something together as a class our Mm -hmm. class and then i had I had an idea about uh, one of my writers, Lise. She was really close to Sua because he was teaching classes at the Academy of Art about LA printing. Oh. So he was teaching that and she took one of his classes. So she was asking me like, you know, what if we were to do a story on Sua? And I was like, that's a great idea because mm-hmm. I always, even though we're female based, I want to try to highlight at least one male in our mm-hmm. magazine each mm-hmm. issue that's doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I only knew Sua as a tattoo artist. I didn't know yeah. anything else about yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. So when I sat down and really talked to him, I was like, you have you are serving your community you have been yeah. but everybody mm-hmm. doesn't know that and everybody doesn't know your story and mm-hmm. you know all i knew was that he was from kpt that's it mm-hmm. and you know that he's amazing he's an amazing tattoo artist an amazing artist but everything else 
So we were really fortunate that he sat down with us and mm. so supportive. Even to this day, he's like, how can we sell these magazines and the, uh, magazines in the tattoo <laughs> shop? I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was like, but the majority of the people, you know, um, getting into the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, sitting down with Andrea, sitting down with Maisie Dika and Altero's Finest, mm-hmm. that was all through email. Wow. Believe it or not. I didn't know anybody, but I was like, wow. you know what? I'm just going to put myself out there. The worst they can say is no. That's what I always so think. So true. You know, they say no. Eh, it's okay. It wasn't meant to be. But, you know, we're so spoiled and lucky that they all said yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get surprised as people are like, oh, yeah, we do want to do that. Yes. You, oh, yeah. yeah. Andrea Andrea calling me herself was like, holy moly. <laughs> and then, Ezirika, I didn't think we were going to hear anything. Because, you know, she's, you know, she's... Yeah. But she said the mission itself was so important. Mm-hmm. So I was like so thankful and mm-hmm. so grateful. Like, oh my goodness, you know, I can't wait to send them a magazine for them to hold it and yeah. see it and share that same message. Because she's doing the same thing mm-hmm. we're doing, mm-hmm. but she's doing it in her language mm-hmm. and she's doing it internationally mm-hmm. and through a different platform. So I'm like mm-hmm. so grateful because, man, these people can be like, mm, click, delete, you know? <laughs> but, um, you know, even like, the guy from the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, he said, you know, I get emails every time, but yours yeah. kind of stood out. So I wanted to just reach out and ask you, what's, what is this about? So mm. we're very grateful because these people took a chance on us. And uh, that's another big reason why we had to deliver, you know. Mm-hmm. So what's the future for you? I feel like you've got the next like year probably mapped out. But down the line, what is the true vision for Lady Pacifica? Well, um, ooh, a year, I would love to see us internationally known. Um, but, you know, there's other magazines out there that are doing the same thing. And we don't want them to feel like, oh, we're the only. Because there's mm-hmm. Suma Magazine mm-hmm. out of New Zealand or mm-hmm. Australia, I believe. And then you have the Talanoa series. That's a digital platform mm-hmm. um, storytelling out of Fiji. Mm-hmm. Then you have Stella Magazine out of like Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. And that's the Melanesian size, right? Mm-hmm. So these are all like sister magazines or sister publications or media publications, whatever, that are doing the same thing. But for mm-hmm. us... You know, to get on that level as, like, Stella Magazine is pretty major. Mm-hmm. To get on that platform with them, to be able to rub elbows and just even be in that same, like, realm with them would be amazing. And just to be respected on that level of, you know, you could count on what we're writing. Mm-hmm. It's not just fluff. It's not just, oh, what's trending? You know, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we want people to know these are, these stories were really thought out. They were, there was so much passion in, that was, um, you know, when we wrote, well, not that we wrote, when we shared them and the stories given to us, we're literally just sharing it right back. Mm-hmm. Like the editing is very little, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like when we get to the conversations, we have to steer it into a story so that mm-hmm. we can publish it. But man, everything is real. Like we're doing little editing as possible because a lot of our stories have been over-edited, you know, mm-hmm. or retold in another yes. way or yeah. refurbished somehow. So these, I really, really want to keep them authentic. Whether we agree with their points of view or not, that's not for us to to direct or to control. We're going to just publish exactly how they, what they said or what they told us and um, as, as authentic as possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people read these, I want them to know this isn't us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it is. It is us tailoring <clears throat> it and somehow mm-hmm. man putting it into a story or some, you know, but it's coming from your sister or your cousin or your mm-hmm. representative or your, you know, your mm-hmm. mom or your mm-hmm. daughter, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and also like, 
we want to make sure that people know that man these are some of these are not topics that are easy to talk about mm -hmm. some of these topics may have gone another way that you didn't even think about mm -hmm. so to have that just to be respected as a publication where people know man they're really doing work when they mm -hmm. put this magazine out it's not just to be thrown away i mean you know whatever but it is what it is but you know, it's not to be taken lightly. You know, mm -hmm. the stories that we share, we really thought about before putting it on paper, before sitting down with them. We really thought about how this story can impact this issue. It wasn't just a bunch of stories that were, oh, let's just interview her, interview her, yeah. and then just mm -hmm. put them in a, and mm -hmm. hope that people like it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were so <clears throat> blessed because, so what we try to do with our cover girls is, it was an idea that came to me as we were putting... Uh, we're getting to ready to go interview Andrea was we want our cover girls to name each issue so that it's mm. it's personal to her mm -hmm. and it's personal to us so that's why the reconnect is at the top mm -hmm. so she chose that word uh, when we asked her like could, if you could name <clears throat> this issue and mind you she was our first interview out of mm -hmm. the you know and she chose the word reconnect and I don't know why but Almost all the stories, including Sua, including Maisie, and Pu'uhonu Wainai with Auntie Twinkles, everything was about reconnecting. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. And then the experience of Anganu'u this past summer was just, mm -hmm. it was exactly that. It was reconnecting mm -hmm. with our Anganu'u, reconnecting with our communities, reconnecting with ourselves. You know, because we get all caught up in, you know, making money mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, right? Keeping up with the modern world that we forget who we are and that man we could have done we could do the things we've dreamt about we could because we come from such an amazing lineage of ancestors who got us here you know so when she named this issue reconnect it was crazy because me and Vi were like oh my gosh we were just thinking about that with Anganu. and then come down the line of all our interviews it all kind of connected so you know whether it's like planned or it's just you know god or the universe just making these stories somehow connect i don't know but you know we really really are thinking about the stories we want to share and the people that we want to sit down with you know whether they're on a platform like sua Maisie and andrea or not if they're making impacts in the community you know getting kids to go to college you know making sure kids stay off the streets mm -hmm. you know um, exhibiting their art that's who we want to talk to and that's who we want to highlight and to make them feel um if you didn't think you were appreciated you are you know yeah. it's such a such a special story and people don't hear it enough people don't see it enough you know yeah. so i i want our magazine to be um, you know, I would hope people would respect it in that sense of these stories really do come from um, a, a somewhere that people care about. It's not just a bunch of stories that we just like, eh, we'll just shout it out there and see mm -hmm. what people think about it. Yeah. You know, so it's so needed and um, our community needs it. You know, so I hope that people, when they read it, they feel it. You know, they feel the words. They feel the words right off the paper that they're like, man, I felt that way too. Or... I didn't think I could do it, but, you know, Andrea's doing something that she never dreamt she was going to do, running for yeah. representative and mm -hmm. now for governor, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, anything. And sometimes you don't get to choose. It just comes to you. And mm -hmm. that's exactly how I felt about the magazine. It's like, I don't, I really don't think I have a choice. It's like, I have to do it, you know? But, you know, I hope people, even from the first issue, that they feel like they can trust what's in the magazine, mm -hmm. that it's yeah. theirs. And it's real, you know, mm -hmm. so I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, uh. definitely. And I, I think that you're really 
reaching out to all of the different generations, you know, yeah. even from down to Gen D and to the millennials and to, you know, our parents and our grandparents, mm-hmm. like it's relatable for every generation and not only for females, but for males too. Mm-hmm. I know it's, you know, who knows? two to three years from now we may be able to start something just particularly for males but you know i mean i don't know what's going to happen and you never know but Mm -hmm. you know when i have older women on facebook Mm -hmm. and older meaning not but my mom's age Mm -hmm. asking me how they can get a magazine i'm like Mm -hmm. wow you know i was like (laughs) you know i was like oh auntie i don't know if you're comfortable with like the internet but you know we try to work out a way for them to get the magazine whether Mm -hmm. if you want to send a check you know Mm -hmm. a lot of the older people are not comfortable putting their information online or they don't know how Mm -hmm. so we we really don't want to it's like hey if you want to do it by this we want to send a check or we really want to reach out as much as can so just when an older female asks me how she can get her hands on it and it's only the beginning of April, I'm like, wow, we just literally released this, yeah. you know? It means so much and it, it really shows me that we have to keep doing it. Whether we make money or not, mm-hmm. we have to put out something that shows our community that we're listening and we want to share this with everyone, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You know, that your work is not in vain, that your story mm-hmm. is not in vain, your hard work and your ancestors and your parents and your children you know whatever it is um, i hope that it it reaches that far and that it really resonates with people that they look forward to the issue the newest issue coming out because mm-hmm. we are pumping it out and we're excited for every news story that we are thinking about and when people say yes to us it's even mm-hmm. more like yay but oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so i hope so i hope that we're on that par of being respected as far as like other publications out there like you know like i mentioned the new yorker mm-hmm. you know and tackling some really tough topics hopefully soon awesome uh, we love sitting down with you today tolua uh any final like last words things that you want to leave with our listeners if you have a dream go for it i mean you know people are gonna you know i think they mean well you know parents mean well when they tell you oh being an actress being a writer being you know, it's scary because it's not stable. You know, my parents wanted to be a, me to be a lawyer, which is why I thought, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. But, yeah. you know, um, but if you have a dream and you really, really believe in it and feel like you can contribute, I think, to the community, do it. Because like Andrea told us that night, you know, if, if no one's going to step up and do it, who's going to do it? Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, mm-hmm. that's like your burden, not your burden, but in some ways they say it so much, but it's your burden now. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. This is my burden now. It's like, dang, dang it. Now I have, to do it. I have to make sure this goes on. And that's what my dad says, like, Tolua, you know, once this comes out, you have to stick with it. You have to be consistent. I'm like, yes, dad. He's like, this is your burden now. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to take it and run with it. And I'm very blessed to have it. There are, um, you know, so I look forward to telling, sharing more stories. I look forward to meeting more people and sitting down with them and letting them feel like, feel as important as what they should feel in telling mm-hmm. their stories and sharing it with the next generation of readers or our elder readers who want to reach out and read about, you know, about us you know mm-hmm. so you have a dream and you feel that gets needed do it don't let time don't let money don't let people money is the biggest thing they're mm-hmm. like oh you know it always yeah. it's too much money it's like we'll be okay we'll be okay somehow we'll make it <laughs> we might be 80 sign in for a while but you know. <laughs> we'll be fine and this is proof like mm-hmm. this is proof like man so much so much stress and doubt but man when i saw it i was like 
Yeah. It's, it's all worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's possible. The most impossible things are possible. And the people you think won't listen to you or talk to you. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. He's like, you got to sit there with Maisie on her tour here. You know, I was like, my goodness. I never would ima- in a million years would have imagined that we get to sit down with these amazing people. Yeah. So I can't even, I'm so excited for what's going to happen in the next year. You know, so... And I can't wait for the next issue to come out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> no, so we're, excited. We're, we're definitely excited, excited for you guys. <laughs> Thank it's you. it's cool, like being up and we're editing episodes and we're like <laughs> yeah. putting it up on our website, <laughs> publishing it out to iTunes and Jennifer's oh, on Instagram, and then you see Tolu over there pumping out. <laughs> I'm still up. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm still going. <laughs> we should be asleep like three hours ago, but you know what? That's okay. Soon, but... Oh yeah, and we want to get you guys inspiring. in the magazine too, man. Because you guys, I mean, everything I said that night is real you know we're all in the same community you know we're all doing the same thing and um in what i do every day seeing defendants come in and sit down with them and you think they're super tough and they don't want to open up to you man they do you ask the right questions oh they just start crying and you have to tell them okay you know i'll let you sit here for a little bit more and let you get your cries out because you know there's guys out there that are just looking to prey on guys Mm -hmm. that are crying and Mm -hmm. and these some of these guys are like super tough looking you know Mm -hmm. you would never think you could break that but Mm -hmm. you do and for me personally, that was like, we need a platform. We or just you know another way. There's other people that are doing the same thing like me that are doing it in a different way. How about we do it in this way, in this mm-hmm. form? So you know, it's like it's true. It's like what you guys are doing. I love podcasts, and I know I'm not the only one. So when I'm working late at night, I swear I'm listening to you guys. I'm listening to the stories. That helps. <laughs> it pushes me through. You know, music, podcasts, and having a local podcast mm-hmm. where I can relate to what you guys are talking about and the mm-hmm. stories you're sharing. It's important. So. You so know. we need that inspiration within our community. Yeah. You know, we need yeah. that positivity <laughs> yeah. for sure for ourselves, for our children, for mm-hmm. the next generation coming up because we have potential, yes. like really strong potential yes. in our community yes. and we have a voice. And, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, it's like we're the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we're our worst critics. Our community True. can be. <laughs> the worst but you know we're gonna rise above that (laughs) that's why that's why i'm expecting the worst thing no it's true i'm sure you've got an auntie or uncle like that it is what it is you know Mm. and it's like auntie we could do it you know it's not the best but (laughs) it's a start yeah we work hard for that i think that even just Andrew and and I talked about this before about like putting actions to your words. Yes. You know, not just saying like, "Oh, I yes. could have done that," or oh, "I yes. thought of that idea." Yeah. Well, it's you so didn't easy, do anything. Right? Yeah, it's so easy to to talk, to talk. about it. Yes. Um, but it's a lot different when you're actually doing it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I try to. If I'm gonna, if I say I'm gonna do it, I really try to do it because, mm-hmm. man, people remember your word. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. And. So that's like key and that's gold. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I said I'm gonna have a published magazine. I'm gonna have a published magazine, whether two people buy it or a hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna have something to give these people because they a lot, you know, a lot of people are like they don't see it until they be- they don't believe until they see it, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's just the way human nature is. Like, oh yeah, okay, okay, and then you see it, you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess she did it. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited and I'm honored again to be here and uh, to share the same message. 
and whatever so we can do to help, man, you know, we're we're nothing major. <laughs> oh, I mean, you see us right here. <laughs> yeah, this is the grassroots, man, and this is like the best. This yeah. is the best. This is like real life, and that's why, with the team audit, um, my team came up with the team Lady Pacifica page because we oh, wanted nice. to show people. Mm-hmm. So the Lady Pacifica is more official, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but the team is like everything, like. Us working late at Running night, around, right? Yeah. Showing people what it takes, like, mm-hmm. the, and they came up with that idea. I would have never thought of that. Actually, yeah. a really great idea. I know. I told you them, don't what? see that yeah. behind the scenes right? normally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we wanted to show everything from us stamping the, you know, putting out the mail and doing mm-hmm. all this and writing all the, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's real, and we want right. to make people feel like they're part of this journey with us, mm-hmm. which is why we have that our hashtag come with us. It's like it's real. It's like this isn't easy, you know, but we want you to sh- we want you to see how much work it takes. So that way you know, man, whatever you want to do, whether you want to be an actress or a doctor or a lawyer, it's going to take work, but it's possible, you know? So I'm very grateful because, you know, they have ideas that I would have never thought about. So I'm, that's another reason why I'm so grateful for my team. So we started the Team Lady Pacifica page so people could keep up with us and, and see how much work it took behind the scenes to do things, you know, so. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Well, thank you again. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to get involved with Lady Pacifica, mm-hmm. has ideas, um, mm-hmm. please reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any sponsors out there that are looking <laughs> to sponsor or to invest in the this. The up and coming. Yes, yes, in this magazine. It's a really great time to get involved and just be thank a part you. of this voice for our Pacific Island community. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so once again, we want to thank you for being on the show, Tolua. Uh, it's been an honor. This is Andrew T. I'm Jenica K.